Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of our off-season episodes while we wait for the premiere of Mavs. And today we will be covering The Bachelorette Season 20. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I am fantastic. I am having a day. <laughs> a day, yes. Do you want to tell people about your day? Sure. My day is going well. I lost power, first of all. Then I was fighting for my Wi-Fi and then turned around and my house was a little flooded. Not a little, but like there's water everywhere. So right now there are fans going, ripped up carpets and stuff. So it's going swell. Thanks for asking. <laughs> See, I didn't even know about the power and the Wi-Fi thing earlier in the day. I just knew about the flood. Yeah. But oh well. We're here. Bachelorette, and I'm excited. Yeah. But before we go into that, can you share the housekeeping that we have for the week? So as you guys know, we're waiting for the premiere of Denver. Um, But we are taking the next couple of weeks off. At least that's our plan. And we will be posting for you guys Love is Blind Season 4 that we did on Patreon. Um, We did two episodes, so there will be one up next week, and there'll be one up the week after that. Um, If you go on our Patreon, you can find our 90 Day Fiancé, Before the 90 Days, Season 6, that's airing now. We did a little little catch-up on that, and that is on our Patreon. We don't have a premiere date for Denver, but once you know, we'll know. (laughs) <laughs> and then we'll be and we'll let you know when we're coming back. <laughs> Our social media is where you should follow us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tane, what's going on with people? Um, two major pieces of news pieces of news that we have this week is that after much, much speculation by us, by people in the maths world, Miles finally mentioned that he and Karen are separated. I'm being very careful by saying separation because that's the word he used and people in the Bravoverse know that when people announced that Kyle and Mauricio was separated, we all took it and said divorce and they were like, no, we separated, not divorce. So those are two very separate things. So Miles was at the Essence Fest and he was speaking on a panel. Um, I think it was sponsored by Shea Moisture and he was just talking about, you know, what it's like to achieve your dreams. And when you get there at the time, he was dealing with the separation of his marriage. That was exactly the words that he used, and that was difficult. And that's about it. It's not like he went into detail or said anything. It was just said in passing as part of the conversation um, that he was having. So there we have it. They're separated. Karen did not say anything. And quite frankly, I hope she doesn't because it's just going to judge up a whole bunch of stuff. And at the end of the day, it is none of our businesses. (laughs) We just make it ours. But yeah, there's that. There were a lot of, well, in general, I felt like I missed out on a party because it felt like everybody on my timeline was at, at Essence Fest. But there mm-hmm. was also just a lot of maths people at Essence Fest. Mm-hmm. There were. I think, who else was there? Brianna was there? Vince was there because <laughs> Brianna was there, I guess. I saw a picture and it had like, I think it had Woody, Miles, Vince. Um, Eris, I think I saw this Shaq picture because I remember thinking three cities, one picture. Shaq was there too. Mm-hmm. Shaq and Eris were there. I think that was it. Oh, who else? I mean, that's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so that was that. And in the same theme, a Jamie from Jamie and Beth, Charlotte season, announced that he has officially filed for divorce. And Beth is still not speaking on it. And again, best approach. Everyone look to Amelia and Bennett. That is the only information that we have. 
So that's that. And his courthouse selfie, I thought, was actually a bit much. Um, I will say Jamie has been doing the most. <laughs> I don't know if it comes with having the name Jamie, but he's really doing the most with this. He's posting all the quotes, doing all the things, and having the captions, your happiness, something. So I'm like, okay, just do what you need to do and be happy. It's funny, though, because when he was married, he never posted this much. So that's quite <laughs> interesting. That's the well, word I, I mean, interesting. <laughs> Beth did all the posting for them. <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced? Like, what was, <laughs> what was he not talking? <laughs> all right, guys, we'll be right back. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltaCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltaCall on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we are back. So guys, now we will talk about The Bachelorette. Season 20, apparently. So I was like, oh, okay, if there's been 20 seasons of The Bachelorette, then this would make Charity the 21st Bachelorette. But then I realized there's been two seasons with two. So that makes her number 22. I've got, who is? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're counting the seasons, not the number of people. Okay. They made a big deal about it. They've got interstitials where like form a Bachelorette. Oh, your number. This is season 20. Let's get hype. So anyways, I... I I, I want you guys to know, I watched the first season of The Bachelorette way back in like 2003. Was very, very invested in Trista and Ryan. Watched that very pink wedding. I'll never forget it. <laughs> very um, and pink then wedding. I, <laughs> it was very pink. What's that lady? Mindy, whatever. She was the Kardashians party planner. She planned their wedding. Mindy. Um, 
Thank you. Um, but I really, I stopped watching The Bachelorette, I think, after that. Maybe I watched one more season. It wasn't memorable, I guess. Um, until we had Claire and Tasha, um, which we, you guys, we covered that season on our Patreon. Um, we did a bonus episode. It's still up there if you want to go find it. But uh, I'm not really a Bachelor, Bachelorette watcher. Yourself? Um, I, I I will say I am a watcher. I quit for a couple of years, much like yourself. Um, I was watching The Bachelor and I was very invested in Trista and Ryan's wedding. I remember it very vividly because I wasn't even in town. I think it was over the Christmas break or something and I had gone to Nigeria. So I remember taping it on my VHS and I could wow. not wait to come back <laughs> and watch the very, very pink wedding. And I had such a huge crush on Ryan. So I'm glad they've, you know, stuck it out together. They've made it all the way to go to a rite of passage, the other reality show marriage boot camp, where troubled marriages go in there and air all their dirty laundry, but good for them. But yeah, after that, I did watch um, most of the seasons. I think when we were going through and talking about the Bachelorettes, I have seen them and I'm a Bachelor in Paradise watcher. So I got sucked back in for Rachel Lindsay's season, which is season 13. And then everyone after that I have watched, except the double one of Gabby and last season. And it was so bad, I had to quit. But Charity got me back. So, What made it bad, that, that season with the two Bachelorettes? They are not compelling people. <laughs> and they come across to me as airheads. I said what I said with my chest. I could not. It was just vapid conversation. I could not listen to their voices any longer. And I was like, you know what? Not getting paid to do this. And I don't have to force myself to do this. And I quit like after four episodes or something like that. So, wow. Four episodes. And the only, yeah. and the only reason they got it was because the bachelor, that was the bachelor. I don't know if you saw clips of it. He was the one who slept with all the women on his, um, What's that when they take them on their final date or whatever? Um, and he oh, announced. Date, what did they call it? Yeah, there's a name. I'm I'm just going blank. But yeah, whatever that is. If you watch, you know what it is. And he felt the need to announce to all of them that he did sleep with all of them, and they all felt so bad. Then why did you say you love me? And the person he really wanted already left the show, and then he left them crying on the stairs and chased the person. <laughs> wanted so that's why they got it they didn't know who was sadder so they gave it to both of them and then they came back saying we're best friends so it was just really vapid from the very jump so (laughs) because i'm not keeping up with my news properly so what happened after you chased after that girl they got back together and then they're broken up now of course because it's the bachelor and this is part of why i can't get back into the show the success rate is not good the bachelorette is better than the bachelor i think I saw a USA Today article that put them at about 22% mm-hmm. success rate, as in people mm-hmm. are still together to this day, but which is about comparable to maths, but still, it's just, we'll talk about it as we go through the show, but I just, there's, yeah. it, it's entertaining, but it's very odd. But I'll tell you that they have a good formula because you go in knowing that they're not going to last. Like, honestly, the surprise is when they last. But I think the formula of getting people who were in previous seasons, because at least I know that's what works for me. Because even with telling you this story, I'm remembering that Clayton was also The Bachelor because he was on Michelle, the other um, Black Bachelorette that we've had. She, He was on that season and he was so compelling. But it just keeps you clocked in. Like, oh, I know their story. And you feel like you know them, which is why... Matt James season was so bad because he was a completely new person and everyone just kept complaining about how he didn't know what to do. You could tell when he didn't know, he didn't like the person and it was just really awkward. And, you know, behind the scenes, they said it was kind of difficult to work with him because he didn't know the cues, but that formula of feeling like you already know the person and just keep recycling people that were contestants to making them the lead of the bachelor or bachelorette, I think is the compelling force behind the show and what keeps it going. Okay. I I get it. So you come on as a contestant and that's your training so that by the time you get to be the main person, Mm -hmm. you know the right way to Mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. (sighs) Pretty much. 
So our bachelorette is Charity, because I don't watch The Bachelor. I didn't know who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, she's goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, I don't think the show makes people look very likable. Like, I, I'm not saying that she's unlikable, but I mm-hmm. just think she's kind of goofy and strange and she's a Barbie. She's very pretty. <laughs> I feel like I want you to explain more what you mean by strange, because this is interesting because this is your first introduction to her and your first impression of her. So what about her do you think is strange? I'm like, is it the cameras? But like in her intro package, there's like the goofiness and then there's also the earnestness. And then there's just, I don't know. She just seems, she actually seems a little bit awkward. Yeah. I I was asking about that because I think I agree with you. I don't know that I'll use the word strange, but I think that she is a different kind of bachelorette that we've ever seen. She doesn't seem like she's yet comfortable, but she's likable. I'll give that. She's not unlikable. I don't know. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think Um, part of it is because I don't know the formula as well as I should. I'm not sure what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think she was just really likable when she was on her season and just like, oh, how dare you hurt her? Why wouldn't you choose her? And it's almost like they go for the damsels in distress. At least that's what they've done this last two, because the double, I think that's what the double bachelorette, that's what they did. I didn't watch her season. I caught like snippets of it. That's another one I quit. But I don't know if that's a strong enough reason to choose someone as the bachelorette. Like if you compare her to Michelle or Rachel or Becca or other, I feel like they come across as stronger. This sounds like we're saying bad things about her, but that's not my intention at all. Yeah. Like she's delicate. Yeah. Yeah. She seems delicate. That's the word. So I hope she can go through with it. Like she's no Claire, that's for sure. No. <laughs> uh, um, so we get introduced to a little bit about Charity. She's a counselor. Um, she works with children. I will say this. I think she's probably the perfect. I think she's probably great with kids. Hmm. Um, her brother is going to play a, played a pretty big part in the first episode. You know, there's a bachelorette procedure. They come up in the car, but when they're in the car being like, charity, charity, I'm like, this is a very strange show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the norm. They chant <laughs> names. It's a group of men just chanting names and doing things. <laughs> you're all about to, y'all, you're all about to go date this girl. I don't understand this chanting, but you do you boys. Um, everybody tries to be memorable in their introduction i wasn't sure i felt like we did not watch everybody's introduction which i think is a pretty good indicator of who survives and who doesn't um because later on their guys would appear and i'd be like i don't remember your introduction either you were forgettable or they didn't show it to us yeah they're also a lot of forgettable i think intro night it's not one of my favorite but it can get overwhelming it's just a lot of people and a lot of people that you have to remember and more than Likely, they always have people that have the same names. And then there's Aaron S, Aaron H, Sandra B, Demi C. And it's just like, ugh, who has time for this? And I got to say, this was one of the less cringy intros. Usually, they are doing the most. I don't know if you thought they were doing the most, but I will tell you that this is one of the less cringy ones that we've had. There were more normal people. (laughs) I vaguely recalled Claire's intros, um, and I just thought, yeah, these people are a little bit more normal than that group. Not by much. <laughs> They've all run out of things, maybe. It's 20 seasons. <laughs> I mean, Chris is there doing backflips and whatnot. Um, that was scary. The, under, the underwater welder. Um, we've got three Caleb's. Honestly, if I were them, I would just stick to saying hi, because that would make me stand out. Hi, my name is XYZ, and I'm looking forward to dating you. I should probably know this, but how old is Charity? 27. Okay. 
Is that a bit young for a bachelorette? <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. I think it skews on the younger side, but it might be average. Okay. I think because in later seasons, and maybe because Claire stands out to you, I think Claire is an anomaly. Okay. Um, I mean, we could go through all the guys, but let's not. Uh, <laughs> but the one, of course, who stuck out to me, uh, well, a couple of them, Caleb the wrestler definitely stuck out. Um, Aaron B., despite the fact that he was very normal, I was like, oh, okay. And then he comes up later. Uh, and then there is Dotun, who I was like, let's see what this West African does for us. <laughs> the track record oh. is not good with the Nigerians on the reality TV lately, but I feel like Dotun is not, I think he's going to represent us well. I mean, we'll see. I think it's become the norm lately that we're having more Nigerians now. And the last one didn't represent us well either. Nate? Yeah. So, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I just don't think that they're going to end up together. So I just... <laughs> I'm not sure either. But I, I think at the end of it, he won't look bad. Yeah. He won't. But who knows? <laughs> so we go through the rigmarole of charity meeting everybody. Um, and then they have their little party. And for I, I kind of enjoyed this. Her brother dresses up in disguise and pretends to be the bartender so he can spy on the guys saying things. What did you think? Um, I was fine with it. I'm glad that it paid off because I was just thinking that they were spending way too much time letting us know how close she was to her brother. And I'm like, okay, we get it. Like they're laying it on thick. And then when Jesse says, there's someone who wants to meet you, I thought it was a previous contestant <laughs> that Me was coming too. back and it was her brother. And I was like, okay, like, does he need to come on opening my opening night? Like she's not a baby. So I'm glad there was a payoff and not to veer off. I want to, can we talk a little bit about Jesse? Um, sure. I don't know if you have any thoughts, but I have never seen anyone seamlessly fit into being a host. I just thought the franchise was doomed when Chris Harrison stepped down. And I'm like, who the hell is going to take over? Who the hell, like Chris Harrison is the franchise. Like, how are they going to do that? And all of us thought it was going to be um, Wells. We all thought it was going to be Wells. He's the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise. He's married to Sarah Highland, who was on Modern Family. And he's just been a staple all through. He used to be a contestant, and then he got his way into a bartender. And he didn't get it. And when they announced Jesse, who some of you may know or not know, he was a bachelor way in the earlier seasons when he was a football player or something. So when he got it, I was like, well, what is he going to do? He does have hosting experience, but I just think he has been utterly, utterly fantastic as the host and it's almost like Chris Harrison who and yeah I just wanted to give him that shout out I think he's really great as the host I'm gonna be terrible here but this is my true thoughts <laughs> at one point somebody who I knew got fired for something and my dad said that job is too easy I don't understand how someone couldn't perform to where they fired them now I know why Chris Harrison got fired and he deserved it mm -hmm. but I'm like this job is not that hard like Jesse is, is his job is to say some things and fade into the background. I will freely admit that he does it very well. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's good at his job, but I also think the job is not that hard. Oh, I, I, I don't, <laughs> oh man. But I think it's easy to say because he's doing it well, because if we got someone who was terrible, let me say this. When they brought Emmanuel Ihenacho to Emmanuel Acho, sorry, to come host when the whole Matt James thing happened um, with his girlfriend and all that, I don't know that that was seamless. Also, I just couldn't envision him as the host of The Bachelor. So I think it's easy to say, like it's easy because they got someone who did it well. But if they got someone who was not good. It wouldn't be as easy to say that it wasn't. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just on opposite and, sides today. <laughs> and I, I'm speaking from a place of ignorance. So maybe being the job of Bachelor Bachelor host is very hard, but I haven't been watching the show. 
I think that Jesse is perfectly pleasant and he's a background character who is not memorable. And that's kind of the job of a host where you're not the star. No one cares about you. Yeah, it is. And I will say this. In Bachelor in Paradise, they had a rotating celebrity host. They had like David Spade and you could definitely tell like something was off because David Spade is like a comedian and then he's trying too hard to be funny and then trying to like be relatable. But with Jesse, even though I think the thing that Chris had was like he's a staple. So he feels like home and he's like the comfort. It's not like somebody else trying to host Jeopardy. It takes a while before you get used to it. So I think that was part of the battle is making feeling like you represent The Bachelor. And I think he came in and then now... It didn't take that long for me to just be like, oh, yeah, Jesse is part of the Bachelor franchise. So, yeah. So you might be right, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Sorry to derail. I just wanted to give Jesse his props. And then Ada was like, nope, it's not that hard. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, guys. The, something that I really have difficulty picking up on is like, why is Charity having a conversation one-on-one with this person at this particular time? Her brother? No, no. Okay. Just like in general. Like she'll be sitting down with a guy and I'll be like, how did we get here? Because on the night of the party, it didn't seem like there was selections. It was just like, who managed to get in there or did I miss something? Cause no, that, that, is, that is the format. Okay, so this guy comes in. I got to find his name. Sorry. Joey. I like Joey, by the way. Um, James, who I really can't remember. Sorry. But his parents send this whole gift. There's a letter. There's apple cider from Indiana. And I was like, how come he gets to have this moment with a special gift? Because he fought his way. Listen, half of it is producer led, of course, because last bachelorette i can't remember who it was at the time um he came with jollof rice yeah with the double people um the nigerian came with jollof rice and had jollof rice already sitting there and telling her it's going to be spicy or something or whatever so of course naturally that was already set up so half of it they've already set up like you're going to get camera time maybe they know a story and this is interesting or whatever and the other half is things they also fight about is a guy comes in and says, can I speak to her? Can I steal her for a moment or whatever? So you're fighting for your life out there because you're trying to get a rose. So Spencer also gets some one-on-one time. Spencer has crazy eyes. Sorry. I was like, this man cannot make it through this evening. He just seems real off. And then he sits her down to tell her that he has a kid and she's really cool about it. And he's really relieved, but I'm like, you still need to go home. Not because of this child, just because of those eyes. When we get to episode two, I will speak my thoughts about the men with children who come on this show. Okay. Because there's another one. And this is what mm-hmm. I mean. Some mm-hmm. guy in the second episode was like, I have a kid. And I was like, mm-hmm. who are you? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the hardest part of watching this show. Some people are really memorable and some people are just not. I think it's on purpose. They highlight the people and then they give it to us in doses because there's just so many of them. So it would be overwhelming if we're going to get all their stories in one. And then by the next one, you start getting it. And then you see some people going home and you're like, huh, who's this guy? So <laughs> I assume, though, that if they're highlighting someone, that they have to make it pretty far. No, Because I don't think they would highlight it. you if you weren't important, right? No, they will if you're if you're a drama. Like if there was, the, there was a girl that we had and all she cared about apparently was shrimp. And they just highlight her all the time. And she went home. So, you know, it's just for the storyline. So she kisses quite a few guys on the first night. There's John. There's Brayden. Who else did she kiss? Uh, I I don't remember episode one. (laughs) Okay. So she kissed. Let's say she kissed. She kissed at least two people. First episode. John and Brayden come to mind. Brayden is memorable. And Brayden is a character. 
<sighs> Brayden is something else. But I will say, once Charity said kissing the people, I was like, okay, she's about that life. Because that's the thing about being on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. They are not afraid to kiss. It's none of that, oh, I don't kiss on the first date. Oh, I don't want... Everyone is just swapping saliva like it's nothing. So I wasn't sure about Charity, but once she started swapping spit, I felt more comfortable. Take that how you will. <laughs> Plus, Tane just likes to watch people get it on. Um <laughs> I do. I have no shame. <laughs> Where was I? I forgot myself. So part of Nehemiah's spying in the first episode is that he listens to Brayden shoot off his mouth. Um, and Brayden is like, I, he's just very confident. He feels like he and Charity have a connection mm-hmm. because they love that word, connection. Um, and he's very confident that he's going to get this first impression, Rose. So Nehemiah reports back to Charity. Charity is like, oh, that's bad. But then we see her bring him back, make him sweat a little. And then she's like, you should have been confident because I was going to give you the rose. And she gives him the rose. This is strike one for Charity for not listening to people's advice. Oh, I was very pleased that she did not listen. (laughs) We are not on the same side today. First of all, I thought the whole thing was an overreaction because honestly, even before everything happened, when I was listening to what happened and all that, I was like, I don't think he said anything wrong. I just, he was excited to be with her. He was excited that he kissed her. I don't know. There is a line, like, I don't think he was being all disrespectful about it. He was just happy that he got to kiss her. Like, oh my God, this is happening. I hope I get this. And he was excited about that. So when they were making a whole thing and the brother was like, this might be this, that, I was like, listen, I know he's going to be the villain or something. He's something because you could tell he's a character. But for now, based on just this, I don't think that what he did was like a crime for him to be sent home. So maybe in that case, I'm like, I'm glad that she didn't listen because in most cases you're like, how do you not listen to what everybody's telling you and send this person home? But I'm glad she didn't send him home. Now, see, I didn't think that she necessarily had to send him home, but I didn't know if he needed to get that first impression, Rose. I mean, not to be crass or anything, she gave the first impression, Rose, to the person that made her vagina tingle. That's just what it was. (laughs) And he did just that. And statistically... The person who gets the first impression rose is actually who always ends up, there's a like, what is the, how do I say this correctly? They're usually the ones who end up being the one they're engaged to. Oh. Yeah. There was something I read about that. I don't know how true it is now. That was a couple of years back, but yeah. I know as like, as of, I think that's who Michelle, she gave it to Nate and he was Becca for sure. That's who it was too. So yeah. So the thing about these people that they cast on this show, and maybe it's because there's a lot of them, it is mm-hmm. really hard to remember people. Mm-hmm. But someone like Brayden, who has earrings on both dangling, ears. Dangling earrings. Dangling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got in trouble with the brother. He's very, very memorable. I mean, for me, it was like Spencer, Brayden, Aaron B, because I just thought that she and Aaron B had some good chemistry from the very beginning. Those people are, were somewhat memorable. Everybody else, by the time we get to the roses, she's kicking people off left and right. I was like, I don't know who these people are. Half the people she calls up, I'm like, who are you? The only shocker to me was that Spencer made it past. I was like, this man has crazy eyes. What are you doing? The producers are like, let's see how much more he can unravel. Keep him in. <laughs> um, as a sidebar, I do agree with you. Aaron is actually my pick for her. He's my front runner for her. Um, but for Brayden... Brayden, I think it's more for the character. And this is my thing when we have all these dating shows. Brayden is 24. What are you going to do? How is he ready to get married? He's 24. So I don't like when they bring people who are like really, really young. Brayden was the reason why I asked you how old Charity was. Because every time he popped up and it said Brayden 24, I was like, what is he doing here? I don't think she's that young. Like, what is he doing here? But anyway... I think that was it. I think uh, episode one was just more about the introductions to all the people. So I think we can go into episode two where all the juice was. Oh, yes. And you know what's funny, Aid? This show is also two hours. Does it feel as long as when you watch maths? <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
I, I have to say something positive if we're going to say, because I'm like, these people just feel so generic. They're so generically attractive. I feel like masked people are just, I'm going to say this. Maybe it's because most of the time the masked people are, are less conventionally attractive, but that makes them more memorable. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it could be a couple of things. We have to take more like notes, I guess. And also it's just six people. Wait, eight, wait, 10. ten. <laughs> I'm having a day, guys. I get a pass. But it's just 10 people compared to this gajillion number of people that we don't even know some people's names on there. But um, yeah, I would say episode two was more, there was a lot more going on. It was more exciting. Yay, nay? Yay, yay. Okay. Um, When they showed Jesse Palmer, when he came out to do his little introduction, they put Jesse Palmer and then put his age. This is really random. I was just like, wh- why do we need to know his age? He's not a contestant. So I just How thought that very strange. 44. Okay, good to know. I didn't notice. Yeah. So good to know. <laughs> He's 44. But um, yeah, so then they do this thing. Like every episode, you either get a solo date or you either get a group date. No one wants to get a group date because you might not get a chance to get a one-on-one time and you got to put your time, your FaceTime in before the rose ceremony or else you're out. So Aaron, who we mentioned earlier, I think Aaron B, he's 29. So good age. I think age is very important. Like when you hear someone, I feel like I X people or keep them in the running based on their age. So Brayden is a no to me because I don't know what you do with a 24 year old. But Aaron is 29 and he's a software salesman and he's in California. So I was also, the location doesn't matter. They almost always end up moving to California anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> um, yeah. And then they dropped that for the date. And then did you have any thoughts on Aaron? Were you excited about him getting the date or anything at all about Aaron? I felt like I, I first off, I really like Aaron, but what, like, Maybe you just told me. How did Aaron get the single date? Um. Okay, they tell us that Charity decides, like maybe someone that stuck out to her and she just wants to explore it some more. But I think the producers kind of have a say. I think they have a conversation. It's like, who did you really like or all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So they put it in a date card and then they read it out and they go from there. Okay. Um. So when she's out on the date, there's another Aaron, Aaron S. And Adrian, who we're going to talk about in a second, have a conversation about people not being here for the, everybody say it with me, right reasons. <laughs> this is as the camera cuts to people flipping into the pool, having a good time. And he's like, this is not spring break. Like he's here. And then he tells us that he has a one-year-old daughter. And this is where I would like to share my thoughts on people with kids. Well, the men specifically. Over the seasons, we've had a couple of people come and they have kids. I completely understand. I know I don't have kids, but I completely understand being separated from your kids for so long. But I'm sorry, you know what you sign up for. If you are really going to miss your kid that much, please, dear God, don't come on here. And then just keep whining about it the entire time and then say, I'm giving up so much. Nobody forced you to do it. It is of your own will. We've actually had someone, I think during Katie's season, he left and it was in the late stages and he was like, his, you know, his focus needs to be on his son. And then he left. And again, I get it, but it gets pretty annoying when it's like, if your kid was the focus from jump, let's just keep it that way. And let's not split it. And I feel in some way trying to guilt people. I don't know if it's into keeping you or just thinking like, you don't want to waste your time. You know that you're competing with other people and that doesn't make you give you an edge or something. So I don't know if I'm sounding mean, but does that make sense? It does. But here's my question that I wondered. How many women come to the bachelor with kids who have kids? We, not very much actually, because the only person that comes to mind right now, I want to say, is it Emily Maynard? She was a bachelorette and she already had a kid and we have a few that have had kids already, but it's not that many. 
I feel like there's been more guys with kids come on The Bachelorette than yes. there have been women with yes. kids go on The Bachelor. Yes. I I would agree with that. Could be wrong, but I would agree with that. So I I, so, I don't really get it. Um why you would come on the sh- like I find the whole concept of like Oh, I was so excited. The charity was going to be The Bachelorette. I just had to try to get on the show because I just liked her so much from watching her on TV. I'm like, it's it's worth leaving your child for? Like, I guess I'm just like, there's no cute women for you to try to date in your own city. You have to go on a TV show and all the rigmarole of that and leave your kid behind. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't quite compute. I'm with you, Dane. It doesn't. And... My thing with Adrian, to me, that I'm not saying it's a red flag, is that his daughter is just one. I just think that's too soon. Like, whatever relationship you had with the mother of your child, it just seems too recent. Agreed. So to me, that would be a cause for concern. Not because, let me reiterate, that he has a child. It's just that the child is still really young. So this seems like a fresh split breakup or anything of that situation that I think you kind of need to sort out. And also I just don't like Adrian's energy. He just seems like bad vibes, but (laughs) that, that being said, I think he does have a point that him as a 33 year old man is completely in such a vast difference from someone like Brayden with the dangling double earrings. I might add at 24. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. When Adrian looks around the house and says there seems to be a bit of immaturity here, he's not lying. No. Yeah, he does have a point. He does have a point. But that this made me... a wrestler dude doing backflips all over. Oh my <laughs> gosh. In the opening party when they both decided to do backflips, like it was the most entertaining thing in the world. I was like, this is awful. I'm cringing for both of you. <laughs> and then they at least one of them got a rose. I was like, Charity, I'm not understanding your thinking here. Don't get it at all. Eight at the end of the day, don't forget it's a show. She's probably already picked the five that she wants, and then the rest, the producers are going to be like, we got to keep this person. Brayden is going to be here as long as there's a certain point where there's like, okay, we can't keep up the shenanigans anymore, and then he has to go. But in the meantime, they are not losing their entertainment. And she's going to tell us, like, there's just something about Brayden. Like, he's exciting. Like, I'm keeping my eye on him, but he do- brings things out of me that I don't really have. So just watch. It's just- <laughs> It's just, they say the same things (laughs) Um, every season. But I will say that this whole thing with Adrian made me realize that I actually don't know the process of how they make the picks. So like with maps, we know that the quote unquote experts do the matching or the producers or whatever. But with this, I'm like, does Charity have a say? Does she get to say, I like X, Y, Z, or I don't date. I quote gingers or I'm just cracking a joke guys not being serious but like does she get a say in certain things like I don't want this I don't want that or do they just bring people because they get to say when we heard she was the next bachelorette I want to be a part of it so does she have a say and I realize like I watch all these seasons but I have no idea what this process is I don't think they want us to know I'm gonna search but yeah Exciting. So um, they go on their date and we see Charity driving a car. It was like a classic car or just a sports car. I can't remember. Um, with the top down and she took him to the Hollywood sign, which I thought was kind of cool. I think sometimes they do have cool dates, you know. You guys. <laughs> oh, no. Watching her go on this date. The Claire and Tasha season that I watched, these poor people, it was COVID. They were stuck in some hotel with Spanish-style architecture that I did not like. Poor Tasha was having to pretend that a wooden box was a New York taxi cab. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much better. Like, they could go outside. They can leave a bubble. They could go to the Hollywood sign. I'm like, I'm sure that the Hollywood sign paid for advertising rights, but it was a cute, cool date. They have the best dates because they get to, eventually, they're going to fly internationally. So, I don't know. The budget is huge for a network show, though. Um, 
So they go to the Hollywood sign and they have all this um, talks and they talk about being vulnerable and all of the stuff. And then she goes, I have one more surprise for you. And they go to dinner. And then this is where Aaron loses me a little bit. He starts going on about how his past, he hasn't been so lucky in love. And, but he trusts her and she's a safe space. And I looked at my calendar. I'm like, it's day two, right? Right? (laughs) How is she a safe space, Aaron? Relax. (laughs) But Charity appreciates it. And she's like, oh, I love his vulnerability. And this is where I'm like, okay, I don't know much about Charity, but I hope she's just not, like, I hope she has a discerning spirit, for lack of a better word. And I hope she's able to tell things and not just believe everything um, that she's being told. Because the Bachelor the Bachelor franchise, like we said, they stick to patterns. They do the same thing. And once you say that, it almost always guarantees you a rose when you go on a one-on-one and you say something. Because you can get a rose before the rose ceremony. So who wouldn't do that? You have a playbook, really. <laughs> I think that's the weirdest thing about this show. I mean, when five different people say, I felt a connection with Charity, I'm like, there are synonyms to connection. Like, I just felt like we really vibed. I just really loved her energy. No. Everybody uses the same words. Mm-hmm. The whole thing seems so... I don't know if inauthentic is the right word, but it's like everybody's got their role to play. Like, there's a certain level of excitement that every activity has to be met with. No one can ever come into an activity with a bad attitude. Because they, they you, if you're going on a ride, you have to be excited. If you're waiting for the guys, you have to be excited. You're, there's no other energy that you're allowed besides excitement for every little thing. Yep. Not allowed to be upset. Got to do all the things. Um, yeah, so they have all their dinner and all that stuff. And then again, stick to the script. As soon as she said, I have one more surprise for you, I'm like, oh, it's the usual. Someone's going to sing a song as they slow dance to something. <laughs> and, of course, she opens the door. And there's someone singing out there. And it's Lauren Elena. And for those who don't know, Lauren Elena is an American Idol alum. I used to be an American Idol fanatic. So I actually watched when she won. Um, did she win or was she second runner up? So yeah, but now she's a huge country star or whatever. And they did, but I thought it was a missed opportunity, a because when they were driving up, they were talking about the similarities that they have. They were both military um, brats and they lived in different places. And both their parents cleaned every Saturday and played the same what old school '90s R&B pop music. Why didn't they get someone who sang in that genre so they could dance to that? I mean, it's always the sponsorship thing, but still. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I thought it was my understanding that they always have B-level country artists. There is no other genre that exists besides country music for this franchise. (laughs) That's what I thought I heard. But I also thought that the country singer date thing, I always thought that was later. I didn't think that would be like a first date. They're going out swinging. Why wait? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I think eventually they're going to travel so maybe they're just doing all the things now and getting rid of people. I don't know how many episodes we get over here, but yeah. But yeah, they kiss, they dance, they have a connection, and everything was great, and they seem happy. Do you think it was a great date? I thought it was a good date. It was. It was a good one. I mean, I'm just skeptical because I'm like, this was just a little bit too perfect. These people can't win with me. But you just said it, Aid. The Bachelor, you can't be happy. You have to be excited. It's almost like being a Stepford wife. You just smile. (laughs) (laughs) So next they have the group date and they announce all the people. No way in hell I know all the people that were going. But what I thought was funny is they all showed up on the beach. It was something sun's out, buns out. So I knew, again, script, this was going to be the male uh, objectifying thing, which I have a question for you, by the way. But I was just confused why Jesse came on there wearing a blazer on the beach. Like, here's the thing. It's cold. (laughs) It is really cold. She was wearing a sweater. Charity was shivering throughout introductions. (laughs) Guys, 
yes, it was really cold. So yes, it, it didn't match the vibe, but it probably matched the weather. <laughs> so I think they kind of tricked them and it was going to be like a group thing and they were going to end up playing dodgeball, but they were going to wear this little, little tiny Speedos. And we flash back to Claire's season where they were also like pretty much naked doing all the thing. And that guy got so upset and cursed out Claire and all that stuff. What are your thoughts on this? Like he's not exactly wrong. They are being objectified, but to me, they have a choice not to participate in it again. What is your stance on this whole thing? Is it disrespectful? I'm of two minds. It is disrespectful. <laughs> but it's also okay maybe you know what Claire's season that was the first time they did naked dodgeball I mean they have a little bit of clothes on but I'm just gonna call it naked dodgeball <laughs> from then on out if you came on the show it's not like it would have been a surprise that there's naked dodgeball hmm. you have to be ready for anything so yeah so there was that Charity appreciated it. She said she had 12 different views and it was great. Um, this was actually fun for me to watch because it was kind of, I love watching people who have talent. Again, I don't know the names, but that guy who kept catching the ball, I was just, I was amazed by it and I just loved watching it. <laughs> was it Xavier, the one who said that he had played dodgeball like every summer at camp? Yeah, something like that. He was on the green team or something like that, but I just thought it was great. They kept trying to get him. He kept catching the ball, and at some point, he caught two balls at the same time. And I'm like, this is fun, and this is great. So um, for me, there were way too many, speaking of spring break or summer camp, too many people saying, let's go. I mean, <laughs> that's just childish to me, <laughs> but maybe I'm just old. Um. No, so I thought yeah. like, they are. The whole thing is very childish. It's just, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So then they have the second group date, and this is a very interesting one because they are going to try and break the record for the longest kiss on the Bachelor franchise. The current record is currently held held by Sean Lowe. I can't remember who he had it with, but Sean is now is Sean is actually one of the bachelors that's still married to his partner, Catherine. They were also a marriage boot camp. But um, yeah, so they were gonna try and break it. And to get who she was gonna do it with, they were gonna ask them a series of questions and then they were gonna answer it, and then she was gonna choose who it was. I quite enjoyed this. Did you? I thought it was very pageant-like. I don't know if enjoy is the right word. It, was, it had fun energy. I'll give it that. It gave me, um, what is that old school game show? The dating game when you stay behind the door and then three contestants give an answer and then you pick? Yeah, yeah. I, I know what show you're talking about. I oh, think okay. it's called The Dating Game, but I can't yeah. remember. Dating or something like that. But yeah. Ba -ba -ba -da. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then she ended up all the answers. I mean, it was very clear who was going to win from the beginning. Apparently, he was giving her, like, eye contact um, the whole time. And then, you know, he had, like, a kissing question to describe his best kiss. And he kind of described her and said it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen and all that. So, I guess this is the Joey that you're rooting for. Yeah. That you like Attorney yeah. Joey. I mean, I don't think they have chemistry, but okay. Um, there was a guy, I don't remember his name, before they even started, who said that he was getting nervous. And, you know, there's a debate between nerve wrecking and nerve wracking, but he said that it is nerve rattling. I have never heard that one before. Nerve rattling <laughs> is not the general term, but it <laughs> actually makes sense. No, it does. I've just never heard the term before and I was like that's a new one that's a new one to add so um yeah so they go for the kiss and they kept going and kept going and they even beat it and I thought it was funny during the interviews where Charity's like someone should have told us to stop and the producer's like we did or they did and you didn't listen they did bring back Gabby and her friend I think Rachel is <laughs> It's like, I don't know who these two are. <laughs> yes, they brought back Gabby and Rachel to host. And I'm like, they are really trying to make Fetch happen. Fetch being these girls. So, um, yeah. So they break the record. And she had a good time with Joey. And he wins. 
So they go back and they tell, he wins a date, a one-on-one date with her. So the rest of the guys go back and they ask, oh, where is Joey? And then they tell him what happened. And all of a sudden, Brayden decides to do too much and he's upset about the whole thing. And he thinks it's disrespectful. And then he's also mad at the other guys for not being mad <laughs> that the person he's dating. And I'm like, Brayden, I'm going to need you to sit down and say, repeat back to me what you thought this show was about. Like, it was very weird. It, it was very weird. It was doing the most. And I know you were like, okay, the, the first episode, her brother was like giving her a little bit of a warning and she didn't heed the warning. Mm-hmm. But with this, I'm like, Brayden is a problem. Brayden is a problem. <laughs> it's like with the second episode, the earrings were longer. <laughs> the earrings are not a problem. They're interesting to look at. And they definitely set him apart. But Brayden is a problem. <laughs> yeah, he's a problem. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. They decide to have like a barbecue um, for the night, because usually they have the cocktail hour, and that's where she gets to pick and all that good stuff. And Adrian has gone back. Well, let, before I get to Adrian, Dutton, our Nigerian brother, pulls her aside and tries to talk to her. He has this weird double piercing on his ear. And he shows her his permanent resident card. And, Aid, I need your knowledge here. Why does he still... Sorry, because I was thinking the same thing. When you become a citizen, you're supposed to surrender your green card. I'm like, dude, why do you still have this? Is this a copy? I hope this is a copy. It has to be. First of all, at the very top, it doesn't look like, I don't know when he came. I'm assuming he did say when he came, but based on his age, it said permanent resident in blue at the top. I don't think that's what it looks like, but I'm not going to. that's what it looks like. That part, I looked at it like as much as you could see because they blurred a lot. But uh-huh. I was like, no, that's what mine, I think that's what mine looked like. Uh, what year did you come in? Oh, 97. <laughs> I came in 99. It looked nothing like that. With the so, resident alien on top? Yeah. So, oh, maybe they sh- <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe he changed. Maybe he changed. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to deny this man his truth, but I think he's also younger than us, but okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that was my thought. I was just like, they take it from you when you become a citizen, but good for him. But anyway, so Adrian, who I might add, has already spoken to charity before and mentioned people looking at it at spring break, not being, um, here for the right reasons. And that already kind of wrecked her mood. Cause she's like, I need people to take this seriously that I'm here to actually find love. He actually comes back again and is still saying the same thing and saying how, I can't remember if this was extra, but he said that Brayden said she, was it lax <laughs> something? But it was something insulting. Classless. Yes, that that was classless and all of the he things. Did say that. Okay. And I'm just, I've just never understood if you like someone wasting the limited time that you have with them to talk about somebody else. That's just never made any sense to me. So he's talking about immaturity, but I think what he's doing is quite, immature it depends it really depends because i understand i mean you're in a competition if there's a way to bring down the competition just by telling the truth why would you pass that up because it never works out for them every time that person (laughs) comes they always go with the route of you should be here for me and not concerned about the other person so why do you keep wasting time talking about this person? And honestly, that logic makes sense to me. Like, let them show their true colors themselves and just try to prove yourself to me so that I stay. It's like playing defense instead of offense or offensive, whichever one it applies. So you had I had it right the first time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think he should do that. And also, AJ just seems like he's being a sourpuss about being here. He just doesn't give happy vibes. It's like he's mad that he's here. Yes, um, but you, I can't figure out if he's mad at the situation or he's mad at the actual company um, that he's having to keep as part of this. Now, as to tattling, <laughs> which is, I guess to me, I'm like, but this is part of a pattern. Like, if this was the first thing, but I'm like, your brother tried to warn you yesterday. 
<laughs> Here's Adrian telling you again, you still, I think that when it becomes part of a pattern, you need to know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where they ended up with that. And then he, I, I think the guys are mad that someone just keeps tattling to her. And I think Adrian confesses like, it's me. Like, I just feel like she had to know and they're not happy about it. And Brayden is just going off and going on and on about it. And my only problem with Brayden is like, he needs to tone it down with a black scent. Cause that was coming through really strongly. And I also don't understand when he said that if I go home tonight, well, by the time we go to the rose ceremony and he's like, if I go home tonight, I'm going to be pissed if it ruined my chances. But earlier he had said he had packed his bags and he was going to go. And unless she says the things I want to hear, I'm like, sir, who is the bachelorette here? Like you are not the captain now. I, I, this is why Braden is really between cause he, the whole I'm packing my bags. I'm like, there's 19 people here begging for a rose. Go, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord switch. No one cares. If she doesn't say the right things about kissing someone in front of somebody else for four and a half minutes, it's just and it's this weird just like thing that people have when they come on the show. They act like they've never seen it before, while insisting that they've seen it before, while getting upset about the things that they should have expected. Yeah, Charity's gonna be kissing more than one of you. Okay, if you weren't ready for that, why are you here? Why are you here? What did you think this show was? It's so funny because I'm just remembering someone who was kicked out because they did a search of his bag and his friend had written a playbook of what to do to not to, to get a rose because they're so repetitive and everything. She wrote down every single thing that he had to do so he could get a rose. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was pretty much of the episode. I Charity kept him on his toes, but... Eventually, I think when Adrian got a rose, he was upset. And then when Braden got a rose, he was called last. Adrian was upset. Because I think Adrian's annoyance is probably, I don't think I'm in the same caliber as Braden. But if you think two of us are good enough for you to date, then what exactly are you looking for? Because I am not like this guy. And if you're keeping us, that means you're saying that I'm like this guy. There's a huge age difference there, too, between um, Brayden and Aiden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, 10 years, nine years. I could totally understand why two people who are 10 years apart trying to date the same woman. I, I can see the conflict a mile away. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. So it'll be interesting to see. I look forward to the tears. There's always tears. They always cry. So we'll see what happens. Who are you rooting for? Um, Aaron B. Just Aaron B? That's about who's the only name I remember now that has made an impression on me. Um, I think as the episodes go on, I will have more. But other than that, I don't think anybody's like really stood out. I don't know anything about anybody else. Do you have people? So, um, no, it's been Aaron B, Joey... I have Caleb, the backflipper wrestler. I, I just, so we do a rose ceremony and like, once again, the backflipper wrestler gets a rose. Brayden gets a rose. What, what is she thinking? <laughs> that it's a show. I mean, Aaron B got a rose, so I guess she's doing some things, right? Um, I don't even know who she kicked off. Spencer got another rose. I, how is he still here? Okay. So did you have any more thoughts or are you feeling excited about the season? Or actually, let me rephrase this. Based on the first two episodes that you've watched, out of a 10, what would you rate the season? Out of a 10? Yes. Based on two episodes? Yes, just based on the two episodes you've watched so far. Maybe a five? Wow. That's... <laughs> no. I mean, overall, I'm, I'm, I'll probably continue watching... May, we might do another episode. Who knows? Yeah. But I just don't think that this show is very good. These people are too happy for me. <laughs> it's because there's no drama yet. But I, I don't know. I don't think you'd be intrigued by their drama, actually. They don't say anything. There's one yeah. podcaster who I used to listen to who would be like, do these people ever have a single conversation of any importance the entire weeks that they're together? So I'm looking out for it. I think Aaron B and Chastity had a good, normal, getting to know you deep conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a lot of nonsense. There's just mm-hmm. no depth to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like shiny, happy people here. Not the documentary. I just meant the terminology. Keep things surface. So we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. Because to be honest, The Bachelor or The Bachelor have, have that effect. You start out, you have all this hope. And after a while, you're just like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud of them, though, that they have managed to keep this show going for so long. It has good ratings. It's very popular um, with a certain demographic. But uh, nothing's re- nothing has changed much, I think, in 20 seasons. And I'll give them credit for having a, a formula that kind of works. Mm-hmm. I think that's Sailor. It's like a comforter. You know what you're expecting. You know where to find us. You can find us on our socials. It's Alta Call, M-A-F-S. A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can send us an email at gmail.com. Give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Spotify, on an Apple podcast. And next week, we are going to be out, don't forget, and we will have Love is Blind Part 1. And the week after, we will have Love is Blind Part 2. Patrons, don't forget, 90 Day Fiancé is coming your way. Bye, guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.